It's happy hour again from down at the Collins Hotel in Uptown New Orleans. The Collins Hotel, a great place to come and stay if you're coming to visit us here in New Orleans and a wonderful place to come and have a drink if you're already in New Orleans. And that's what we're doing right now, having cocktails, because it's happy hour. Hello, I'm Grant Morris. Sitting here with me today, my special guests are from right to left, or is it up and down, Debbie Reagan, Trish Kaufman, and Christian Unruh. What do these people have in common? Two of them are producers of this show. If you've got all the way through to the end of it, you would have heard... Our show is produced by Trish Kaufman with musical direction by Christian Unruh and Debbie Reagan is a lactation specialist. So you can see the connection, right? I think so. We produce milk when we help moms nurse. You, we don't, we don't, <laughs> we we don't produce We're productive. This show. But, so you're sort of a producer as well. You're, I am a you're producer. A milk producer. That's what I'm trying to you're say. You're sort of assistant You said producer. it better than me. And on the piano is Mitch Foreman, who is not with us today because he's actually out making a real record. So welcome to Happy Hour, everybody. What, uh, how did you get into lactation, if you don't mind me putting it that way? Let me see. I've been an OB nurse for about 30 years. That's a long time. But uh, finding out that moms really needed help, and I just really didn't have a clue. So I started doing a little research. You didn't research. have a clue about what? I didn't have a clue how really to help them because I, I, at the time I didn't even have children of my own. So I um, just started investigating a little bit. You know, how can I help these moms? How and old were you at this point? She must have been uh, about five. Yeah, I was five. I, I started nursing school <laughs> I when I was they four. I five-year-old nurse. Yeah. I did. I, my daughter once, I was a you know, genius. sometimes is how a old is your daughter? four-year-old <laughs> nurse, but I didn't know they had how, how real old ones. She, how old is your daughter? She's going to be five soon. How soon is she going to be five, exactly? December 1st, which, which is the day that they cut off the kindergarten in California, so it's been... Interesting school here. So she's going to be going to school in California. She's the youngest child in the California school system. Because she was born on the very day that school starts. Within a few hours of the, of the cutoff. Wow. So everyone else in her class is like six and she's five. Or going to be or whatever. Well, yeah. Is she she's going to start? She's, she's four. You started her? And she started, yeah. Okay. It was traumatic trying to figure that one out there, right? Do you yeah. make her the youngest? Or, or the oldest. And what did you decide, youngest? She's the youngest, yeah. And did you, mm-hmm. did you, or your wife breastfeed her? She did, yes. Mm-hmm. So well, how long do yeah, you? We do have a connection after all. Yeah, how see. Lo- how long do you? Remote, bre- but it's How there. long did she breastfeed for? Until <coughs> um, last week when week. school started. <laughs> <laughs> That's not so she funny. She had to wean her. Well, <laughs> actually, so funny, I have to, I have now, you to know tell what, you. Yeah, I, yeah, it's, you yes, know what Debbie. the world average of world average for of breastfeeding, breastfeeding length of well, the should duration. Should we have a little bet here? Yeah, let's just okay, let's, take a little round. Okay, what world what? average, worldwide, international worldwide, average Worldwide, you have for to realize we're talking about the whole world. Both breasts. Of, of breasts. Okay. Well, well what, worldwide of, of how world long, breasts. what's the average length of time that women breastfeed in the world? Internationally, okay. I'll go with the four. Okay, four years. Is that what you're well, saying, Christian? A lot of places don't have food, so yeah. figure. Mm-hmm. That's, okay, that's the, average, that, that's the average. Your guess is four years. Okay, Christian, four. Trish. 18. No, I'm just kidding. I, I would think, when you put it like that, in third world countries, maybe five? Five years. Mm-hmm. Rachel, the waitress. What do you think the average length of time that people breast, women breastfeed children is in, in the world? In the world, world, world average. So far we've got four years, five years, and your guess is? Three. Three years? Okay. I would say three, too. I'm with Rachel. Mm-hmm. Mitch, you want to weigh in? Six. Six Mitch years. Is six. Wow. Debbie, wow. lactation. 4.6. 4.6. Yeah. So, so who was the closest? Yeah. Yeah. You said you were five, right? I if you go five. over, you're disqualified. So now, I, let I me just give you a little comparison. <laughs> That's a disconcerting vision to, it, as a four-and-a-half-year-old well, child. Well, sort of. 
But let me give you a little comparison. Louisiana has the lowest breastfeeding rates, and only 7.8 women are still breastfeeding at six months. 7.8% of women? Or percent of women that start out. Not 7.8 women, because that no, no, would no, be very no, strange. No. Yeah, no, I, got, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah statistically, those who start out breastfeeding, we have about 7.8% uh, breastfeeding percent still at breastfeeding at six months. I'm guessing that months? that's not Why is enough. That? that should be more. Yeah. It absolutely. Yeah. The the healthy people 2000 goal. That's you know 2020 goal, because we've already passed 2010 goal. Um, Are we going 10 year goals of breastfeeding? They do 10 years a goal of a lot of things, like a lot of health right. issues. We break it down in a 10 you know year increment. So the Surgeon General and the, the health committees all. Want us to do certain things. So we have by, a target. Yes, we have a target. Ten-year breast Yeah, target. so they want 75% of 2010, but now they want 89% of women who have babies in 2020. They want 89% of those women to at least initiate breastfeeding. So they want 89% of women to breastfeed at all, you mean? Period. To start out. When they have their baby, they want 89% of those right. women See, have I would babies. have thought that 100% of women breastfeed, because what are breasts for, actually? Well, there you go. Well, you good, tell me. Good I mean, point. Well, you, hey, why, don't, why don't you tell me? <laughs> what are me? they for for you? Well, we try well, to teach this. Okay, so a comparison. Switzerland, for instance. Okay. Um, they have about a 99% breastfeeding rate. Initiation what are breastfeeding the, what rate. What are the other... What I, I know they're Swiss. But, but this they're is like, my question. Because they have no, it's true. They have chocolate. To, perfect but, but, teeth, perfect hair. But are they stay-at-home moms? Because that would be an issue. Well, there is an issue with that in the United States just in general. We get, you know, this whopping 12 weeks off. You know, whereas right. in Norway, they get a year guaranteed return to their job after having a baby. That's a bit more. And many women take off more than that. And what's the economy like over there well, without everybody? Is it just as... In Switzerland, it's Couldn't great. be worse in here, right? Wait, Norway? No, it couldn't Norway? be No, I here. said Norway, not well, Nor- Switzerland well, at that Norway time. Norway has a great economy. What do they make in Norway? That Cell phones? Cell phones. No yeah, fear. they have a great economy. No, that's Finland. No, but that um, is Finland. there was a whole thing on... Um, this is embarrassing. I another another fish? show. Mm, cheese. Caviar. Yeah. Anyway, so the Norwegian women, is that what you're talking about? They get a year off. They get a year off. And guaranteed so that, return that to makes, their job. And guaranteed return to their job, and that makes them more prone to breastfeed. Right. So right. women who are going to go back to work, there's what percentage is that? Like 11% of women here in Louisiana don't want to start breastfeeding at all because they have to go back to work in six weeks. I think a lot of them don't start because of that reason. And they may not have the job support when they get back to work. Where, where am I, how am I going to do this? And then child care is a, is a huge issue. That is now, a, but now that's if you, if you um, want your child to have breast milk but you're not there, can the child care places do that? Yes, they they can. can. We have training for childcare, how to provide mother's milk for the baby while they're, you know, moms pump and bring it in. So moms express the milk in that sort of pump, that sort of like Mm -hmm. cow milking thing. Sort of. Have you you guys done that? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. What's that feel like? Like, just as you said. Pretty much, like like you just mentioned. It sounds and looks like a cow milking thing. Yeah. But, you know, you're, you're attached to your baby. It's not, I mean mentally while you're doing it so you're not just doing it to feed the masses or put in a jug and go to the grocery with it you're really doing it to maintain a connection right. and the health benefits for your baby so psychologically it makes you feel yeah it's a hard bit to go back to work when you have a baby and this gives you that yeah. connection while right. you're back at work and and not only are you at work and you're missing your baby but you get to go home and nurse your baby i so, mean it's just nothing like so it. so this is what you do all day talk about breastfeeding most of the day 
Not all day. So you get to work, you get up in the morning, and what do you have? Milk in your coffee? <laughs> I do, I do. Right. Cow milk. Cow milk. Yeah, yeah okay. That's <laughs> have you seen the video where the, where the waitress squirts the breast milk yeah. into the coffee? Uh, and the different reactions from the customers? <laughs> everything oh, it's everything a joke, from appalled mean? to like totally Wait, getting into it. Wait, it's a joke or it's for real? It's a real uh, candid video. Like okay. in your, I think it might even be Norway, someplace like that. It's like a yeah. candid camera. Type yeah, and the waitress pulls down her top and squirts oh, into the milk and the, the different reactions from the people. It's yeah. pretty funny. When, when we were at the parenting center, though, I saw somebody pull out like what you would put breast milk in when you wanted to take it to right that was me that, that was, was me it was, was like, it was are you tr- and she put you it in her met. coffee yeah i had milk in it but it was like it because was a little you, container because you're a lactation consultant for a job you happen to have little lactation <laughs> I, I have the little the expression containers and i do put my milk in there but it's my <laughs> milk from my coffee sure. no i forgot about wow. that trish and trish gives me this look and i'm like it's it's cow milk trish really I, people it, i remember when people used to put alcohol in coke cans and drive around with alcohol in mm-hmm. the coke can because do you ever do that you ever put alcohol in your lactation little uh, express bottle from I, do, I put salad dressing in there um no, I haven't done any alcohol. Don't you have anything else to put salad dressing in? Well, they're perfect size. I mean, it's just a, perfect <laughs> size. a couple ounces. <laughs> it is. It's just perfect. You just put a lot of oil. It's like a, just to take to work. You mean? Correct for one so day. It's like salad. a personal one person. It's a personal one person salad dressing. Yeah, it's perfect. Two ounces is it's great. Yeah, oh, it works well, great. Wow, multi-purpose. Okay. okay. Christian, um, you brought some music for us to play. The, the whole idea was this is sort of the return. Well, we'll get onto that in a minute. But Christian picks all the music for us uh, for every show. Everybody, well, the, the everybody who comes on here, all the music that's the, all the guests who come Musical on to play guests, yeah. come through you. But they, they, they can pick what song they want to play. I might suggest. You're not that. I, I let them play. Yeah, if I let them play. I trust them to play the song that would best. The song I trust the but you find the people. I find you the find musical the musicians. guests. That's so. Right. We thought what we'd do today would be to listen to some recorded music that you brought with you of some of these people, or other people. Other people. Well, we the, have a generational track. We could hear that. There, you know, there was one of our guests. Grant. His name was Grant as well, remember? I do. Grant and, um, oops, I can't remember the other fellow's name. But good New Orleans group that's getting a lot of national exposure. They and, seem to be uh, doing pretty well. What's happening with them right now? I think they released their second album in March, and another uh, well-received critical record. And it it's did good well, because when we had them on, they were just talking about releasing it. It was called Actor Caster or something like that. Yep. And uh, they didn't seem to know what that meant. It didn't seem to have any meaning. They refused to tell me what it meant, actually. Uh, so, but it's doing well for them. It's gotten good, uh, good reviews. I haven't checked the sales numbers, but, I mean, does anybody buy music anymore anyway? How they as long as people living. like it. And How are they, they making a living, the generation? They're touring. Touring, yeah. And plus, uh, some of their music is in commercials, big commercials. I'm sure they got you know, well, well paid for those. They're nice guys. That's the best way for bands to make money these days, is to license their music. It used to be called selling out. Yeah, but it's not anymore. Day. Now no. it's just selling. That's the way selling to do it. Selling anything, basically. Yeah. So how did you find these you guys? You remember the Paul generation? Simon said he would never sell his music. Yeah. And now it's it's never everywhere. Never. There's a tire commercial with slip slide in the way in it, so I think he's is there really he's come f- full circle there. No pun intended. Mm. But in- how does intended? Some, can, I, can I ask this? How does someone can who I lives in you? L.A. or and or Miami find all these local bands here? What? How do you have well, access? Miami that was in the past. Okay, yeah, that's now it's now it's between here and in L.A. Are you still an entertainment lawyer? Um, yes, yes, I'm. I but in Louisiana. And Florida, not not California. So I'm just kind of out there to help out my clients and okay. 
because there's a lot of this, you know there's a lot of things going on out there in the music industry. And so then, how do you find out about all these local bands? Um, at first, it was difficult because I wasn't here all the time. But w- w- all you have to do is just come here for a few days mm-hmm. and get caught up and, and run into we should, people. We should tell you too that Christian was the music director of a radio station back in the day, one hundred six one Zephyrus, and with you. So Christian started that station. Yeah, I worked on there too, and so did Mitch. Christian started that station. That was he was the music, the first music director, and it was his idea. So. Yeah, and, a lot and, of and you know, I met a guy last night, the door, the doorman at uh, One Eye Jack. Yeah. He, have you seen that guy? Big, you know, big, big, big black guy, about fifty, gray hair, good-looking guy. And he said his favorite CD of all time is that Zephyr compilation that we put out. He still has <laughs> it. I couldn't believe God. it. I, this is after I paid the cover, of course. I couldn't, uh, <laughs> couldn't black my way in. That's good. <laughs> but I saw Neon Indian last night, which is another track that I brought that we could. Cool. Let's Play. take a listen to the Generationals track. Which one are we listening to? Thank you. 
Generationals off Acticast. The name of the song is 102220. Is that right? 102210. 102210. 10, 10, 10, 10. God, I was so close. That's the combination <laughs> from my bicycle lock, 102220. <laughs> Christian, how did you find those guys in the first place? They're all, they're all, they're all over the place. They're, you they're know, they, huge. Yeah, you hear their song everywhere. What, Satellite that, radio, you hear it on... It me, sounds like it's just made to be on the radio. It's, it's on the radio. It's radio long. ready. Yeah, yeah. I hear it on KCRW out, out in L.A. when I'm out there. Right. I don't know if they play... I'm sure they played it at TUL here. I don't know where else they might play it here, but... There's not much on the radio here that... The first single off the last album, when you hear that, it's very recognizable. It's very catchy. Good stuff. Okay, let's take a listen to some other stuff you brought in a minute. First of all, talking of music, Trish Kaufman is a music teacher, correct, Trish? Yes, I am. What instrument do you play? None. It's a strange... <laughs> <laughs> I knew the answer to that anyway. I just had to ask that. You don't play an instrument and you don't sing and you I'm don't read music, but you teach music. Oh, she sings. Oh, I sing, but not well. No, it's like my dad said, only in America. He's not very ethnic, but that's the voice he used. <laughs> only in America can someone who cannot sing or play an instrument teach music and make money. So the land of opportunity. So you're the sort of Britney Spears of music teachers. Well, the kids love me and I love them. And How there's a chemistry, How a major chemistry. How old are the kids that you're um, teaching? From birth to four years old. Birth? Birth. So you could be popped out and then you could be straight to you the music class. You could come straight to the music class, yeah. And, uh, they, you know, there's not many bosses you want to be kissed by, but um, my little kids, I love it. They come up and kiss me. It's very rewarding. It's a great job. Is that legal? Well. To be kissing kids in a class? She, if they kiss, kiss her. They kiss me. If they, they kiss they you, kiss it's kiss legal. Me. If you kiss them, you're in jail. Right. 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 Okay, right. that's worth knowing. That's I had, where a, few, you I had a few music teachers when I was in school. And kissing? it's too bad that I didn't <laughs> have one that... Look like this one. That was oh, God, you're so sweet what looking they, at you. No wonder they what all they want to like? kiss her. <laughs> what did they look like? The well, you know, they were older, older ladies. Well, you were a little kid. No, they were really old. Like, when I went back to visit them and like when I was in fifth grade and they were all dead. I mean, they, was, they were really old. <laughs> what was the hiring she policy? Used to, she used to drive me crazy because it would be so hot outside and I'd get into music class. And you know what those people, when they drink, they make that... Gurgle oh. that sound with their throat. Goggling. Like, it's, like, it's like their Adam's apple does this weird like, like the, vibration. Like the death rattle. <laughs> she, would drink, she would drink lemonade, and she would never offer me any. And I just, I just hated piano lessons because... Oh, you actually went to real music. This was real music. This wasn't a class. This was a uh, That was a piano teacher. I had to go to her house in the middle of the <laughs> hot day, and then I would just be so thirsty... And she would just be drinking this lemonade. And she know, wouldn't offer you any icy, no icy you, No wonder you hated gulping. No wonder you hated uh, piano lessons. That ruined my musical career. Right and there. and you had anyway. to pay for that. Yeah, I paid right? for that. You she should have. I mean, so you yeah. never learned to play anything at all. Well, you know, I did for a while, but uh, no, I'm not. I'm not musical now. You must play something. You, Nothing. But <clears throat> um, um, the maracas. And the tambourine. Well, how did you get to teach music? Why don't you teach Spanish? So you don't how did speak you fool these people into coming to your class? <laughs> well, you know, I, you know it all, how did that all happen? Well, basically, Trish becomes a three-year-old. I mean, that's why they love you so much. I you, am. you really are you Trish, do. Are you, you work together. This is why you right. know Right. I've okay. seen her in action, and she basically becomes a three-year-old. That's why they love her so much, yeah. because she's got the energy of a three-year-old. It's like an aerobic class. And, do you wear a um, diaper? No, I actually, actually wear, actually, I wear uh, my tenni- tennis pull-ups. Pull-ups. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was, I don't. I what? Do you breastfeed? That's in a couple of years. Those depends. Because I am kind of old. He's, um, he, that was very sweet what my uh, co-producer said, but I am old. Um, but no, I, um, I actually yes. um, uh, wear 
stuff that I'd wear on a tennis court because it's very, it is very aerobic. I'm, 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 I'm having trouble picturing this. It's like with parachutes and I pick up okay, kids. Okay, now I'm really in trouble. Jumping around this, and You dress like a tennis player. You've got a parachute and you're teaching music. <laughs> and yeah, using and maracas. And she becomes a three-year-old. And with maracas. <laughs> and acting like a three-year-old. And act like a three-year-old. Come on. <laughs> okay. And, and what, what does the lesson entail? What are you teaching? Like how to sing or how to No, I'm actually teaching beat? how to um, learn through music. Like whether it be – and also – it's, I think it's really important that parents have a bonding um, activity with their children. And oh, so, so parents are there too. Parents have to be there. And so they have something they can do with their child where they can kind of relax and have me entertain them. But yet at the same time, they're part of it. And then the children really enjoy it because I have a very laid back perspective. I don't care if they do what I tell them to do or not. I just want everyone to have a good That's time. That's my kind of teacher. Yeah, and, and just it's have a group. great time. It's not individuals. It's yeah, it's a group. It's Some like of them 20 do. kids. It, it, but it's a group thing. It's not one like your piano teacher. No, that yeah. sounds, it, that sounds yeah. great. I, I'd, I'd be interested in having my daughter do something like that. I, she I would, would love, love it. to have your daughter, yeah. actually. And, and when she does, like, she'll do up and down and open and close so it's teaching them sure. something with the song no, they're totally you know, learning opposites. through music um, body parts opposites whatever but they're learning through music and um and they're having a good time doing it and that's all i care about is everybody's enjoying themselves. that's all we care about too so right. what are you drinking um i'm drinking a chardonnay oh that sounds like and what do you say you guys have a lot in common where is this place that you both work exactly with the lactation and the well, we work at the Parenting Center. It, um, it, it's affiliated with Children's Hospital. Is it in the hospital? No, it's off campus. It used to be. And it's how I got involved with it, um, do you mind? No, uh, no, no. Is because I, you I were went there before there. me. I went there oh, with my almost, children. That was almost harmony there for a moment. <laughs> well, you know, it's like, yeah. because she really, she's more, she's like the head, one of the head. You're the, he, you're the, the second, assistant. The second, the assistant. Deputy principal. And the assistant, yes. Second, second the parenting man. center. Second man. Yeah. So Woman. But I went yes. there with my children right. because I had heard about it, and um, I knew nothing about children before I had mine. I never even babysat. So I went there. You knew what they looked like, though, right? I knew what they looked like, so and I knew that when I... When you had one, it wasn't I, that much of a shock. Well, it was kind it of a shock. a shock. Yeah, I had a colicky baby, and... I have to say, when I was around children, when I was pregnant, I was nervous because I'm like, oh, I don't like these kids. You know, they're annoying me. You know. Did you get knocked up like accidentally? No, no, we <laughs> planned it. No, no, it was all planned. But still, once you got pregnant, the two times we did it, right? We no, just <laughs> were you, well in advance. Were you scared? Were you nervous about having kids to begin with? Um, I was. I was nervous that I didn't know what I was doing, and so I right. went to the parenting center because I heard they provided classes, and this is one of the few facilities in the country that does this and they have a drop-in facility where you can meet other moms you can talk in a relaxed child-proof environment and then they have these classes and child-proof I, environment totally and then you know it my is. kids are fantastic what is a child-proof environment um, well, kids can't get in it's like sealed no 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 <laughs> child-proof in that there's nothing that they can oh, like, harm themselves oh, you can with take your little, oh, oh, right 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 this we, is we, after you've already had the child right right yes. right, right, yes. right. Oh, I thought this is before you had no no okay. you're a parent this is you've got the kid and you're freaking out because now and, you're so well, you need somewhere to go you need to you don't well you're saying you don't know anything right you mean you're yeah, I didn't. I went to a baby right. group. She teaches a baby group now. Yeah, it's called Snuggles and Struggles. So that's for a support group for women who have zero from birth to six months. And yeah. then suddenly you realize you've got a child and you don't know how, what to do with yeah. it. It's, it's sort of like if you're on a plane yes. and they come back and say, "We have nobody else to fly the plane, and you have to do it." And and there you are, and you see all these controls and buzzers are going off, right. and 
you have no idea. It's like that song, what My God, doing. What Have I Done? <laughs> no, just kidding. Well, <laughs> and a lot of moms do that. You know, I, I find that a lot with moms, especially older moms. I'm seeing a little older moms who are professionals. And they get into this and they have a baby because it's the thing to do. And, you know, Angelina Jolie has a bunch of them. And so we all need to do that. And, and these moms get she, into, well, no, she, she had a them. few. You're right. She did find them. She only had two. She, she did. She only had two. Did she only have two? Mm-hmm. Didn't she have twins? That's what I'm saying. And then one other? Oh, did she? I don't know. She Not didn't either. I haven't talked to her in ages. One other. So three. But two pregnant. Two. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But anyway. She doesn't return your phone calls anymore? Strangely enough. So, it, so okay. you know, what happens, we feel pressured as women, do you we? know, to do this. Do and you feel pressured to have, women feel pressured to have, have a children. Baby. Do they? Yeah, they, I Who's think so. To a certain or degree. Internal? I think I think both. I think it's both. I think we feel a lot of that. But then you have this baby and then you think what have I done? I mean there's some buyer's remorse mm-hmm. in this. It, this it, to called, a certain degree. I'm not saying post, we don't want these is babies this postpartum but depression or is it a it, whole it's different all part thing? Of it. It's that adjustment period. Now, in the beginning, I'm not saying you don't later get on. Sleep. You're exhausted. You don't get sleep. This baby's crying all the time. You don't know what to do for them. They don't know what they want. It, they're just all a disorganized mess, and you are too. And then, you know, three months, they smile at you, and you're like, okay. That was easy. That was. But, but and you then know, everything else was forgotten. So, But it, anyway, it back to the beginning. Months, but at the yeah. very beginning, you're, okay, you're freaking out there. Here you are, Trish. You had a baby. Right. You don't really know what to do. How did no. you find about this place? I had just heard about it from somebody, and then I went in there, and... Um, and I, th- I think what's so nice is that it, everybody says when you have a baby, you're so, supposed to be so happy, and it's all so natural, and it's not. You have a lot to learn, and it's nice to be around other parents who are going through similar situations or who have answers for you. And so not only do you have the benefit of these people who are professional who can advise you, you have other parents who are saying... Yeah, and let me tell you what else I've learned. And so it's really a bonding experience, and um, I don't know, I was so grateful. And then so what I ended up doing was, uh, you know, initially I gave monetary support, but I also felt like how this whole music thing started was is I wanted to do something for them to give back because I did it for free initially, and God, they paid me. I can't believe it. But um, because they were so good to me, I learned so much through Did this. you make this up as you went along, or did you learn how to teach music without... Uh, well, I, I actually went to other music programs and um, learned, kind of copied them a little what, bit. What drew you to music? Why was why not languages or because I saw dance? how my kids responded to mm. music. They and you know, you know, I I told you my daughter's learning Chinese. Mm. Yeah, <clears throat> she has a video uh, Chinese video where they just they just sing all through it. It's mm-hmm. just silly little songs, little people in costumes and. And that's and she's just so excited to to sing along. And she's learned Chinese really through this. It's a five DVD set, but it must be similar to what you're. What, well, what you think you? about your experiences in life, like when a song comes on and you go, "Oh my God, I remember exactly where I was." You mm-hmm. know, when we hear an old song on the radio. But little kids love music. They do, and you know, they really do. Getting back I to the brain pathways, you know, certain brain pathways close very early, like visual pathways and language pathways and all that. But the music pathway stays open longer in the brain, meaning that anything that's attached to that, like language or anything, can can really be much better learned and retained for later on where it keeps other things open. So if she's learning Chinese through music, it's going to extend that period of time that she's able to learn that that language. Otherwise, that pathway for language closes. 
That's interesting. I didn't so even you, know that. So what age do you have to do that by? By like five well, or something? you know, language pathways really close very early, like but usually by six. So if you don't really hear and learn a language very easily in those times, it's you can learn a second language or another language, but it's much more difficult. So when we have we have a lot of of um, international parents, and so we have multilingual families, and we have uh, you know like I have one right now. The mom's from Mexico, the dad's from Russia, and they both speak English. We are the world. But it it appears like the children will be delayed initially, and they kind of don't speak a lot in the beginning because they're processing three languages. However, Mm. what a wonderful gift that later on in life they're just able to absorb so many different languages. Let's talk about international things in just a moment. First of all, Christian, we're going to take a listen to another song. What do you think we should listen to next? Well, I would have chosen uh, Sex You from 100 Days, but I'll just talk about breasts and children. <laughs> I just perfect. I just don't know if it works. Let's try Not that one maybe after. Uh, how about Safe and Sound from Capital Cities? This is a couple of kids in L.A. that I met recently who do music production in a little studio, and this is a song that they did as their own song that they perform live. And uh, it got somehow picked up by a radio station in Peru, and has become like the number one, you know, mo- modern big in Peru rock song in Peru. So they're they're big in Peru, and they're going to go down there and do a show. Wow! There's a whole Facebook page of Peruvians that are like how capital cities. Tell us how that happened in a minute. But first of all, the name of the band is Capital Cities, and the song is Safe and Sound.
Capital City, Safe and Sound, off their album? I think it's just an EP. Albums in the no works. No one's making albums. Brand, brand, uh, no, just, they're just brand new. So, How did you get these guys' music to, to Peru? Did you do that? Or they I didn't. That? They didn't. They don't know. They don't know how it happened, but... It'd uh, be good to know that sort of thing, wouldn't it? Because you could then get it to, like, China, say. It's just that music sell. is so easy to, you know, with since you can send it digitally. I mean, back in the day when we were in radio, we, you had to wait for CDs to be delivered. Do you remember that? We used to, you know, used to bring, you know... You'd have to wait till the guy sent you the CD the from the record company. record showed up with the new right. Nirvana single. They physically delivered it, like, in their car. I mean, just think <laughs> about that. That wasn't that long ago. <laughs> How different it is today. It's Talking amazing. about today, you know where we are? We're down here at the Collins Hotel at 3811 St. Charles Avenue where we do the show live every week. This uh, Collins Hotel is a great place to come and stay if you're coming to New Orleans and a great place to come and have a drink if you're already here. And if you are coming to New Orleans and you haven't got it all figured out yet, you need to book a hotel or a tour or you need tips on what to do while you're here. Check in with our friends at NewOrleans.com, the official New Orleans travel site. That Do you know them? No, we're itsneworleans.com. Oh, okay. They're like us, except they don't have ITS in front of it. So it's... So it's... We're a, we're so a web it's radio site. I thought we'd gotten to something else. I was like, wow, I didn't we're, know that. Yeah, we're a web we were a travel <laughs> site. <laughs> wow. When are you going to tell it, us? I know, I know. Well, that's... That, we're, a, we're a web radio site, and they're a travel site, so... Got it. Okay. We're ITS, and they're not. Anyway, that's a good place to go. You can check it out. It's like a destination place. If you're looking for a car or a hotel or, or tips on what to do while you're here, like where to eat... How was the food here, Christian, by the way? What did you I have? just had Oyster a nice boy, yeah, you know, when, as soon as you get back in town, that's what you have to you do, especially when, you, when you've been out at, you know, late night. late night thing. What is it about New Orleans? Missing you, your gosh. wife and child. Yes, yes. I was, I was just sitting around missing missing my wife and so child. So if you can get the... <laughs> if you so you ate an Oyster Went for a stroll <laughs> and came home 12 hours later. <laughs> If you can get the song walk to, about. to Peru and your daughter speaks Chinese, why wouldn't you get the song to China where there's a billion people that could buy it instead of Peru where there's maybe what? First of all, they don't really million. buy music in China. It's just all well, piracy extravaganza. There's not. There's one music, one or two music stores, and they do minimal sales because there's uh, one or two music stores in China. In online. Oh, yeah. They don't have iTunes. They don't. They don't have iTunes. How'd that happen? They, I'm sure they will eventually. <laughs> Very good. Wait, what did you Ch- say, Mitch? Chai tunes. said Chai tunes. This is they, cute. Why that do they not? Good. we got to get you a mic. I just said it. I don't know. I mean, you're talking about uh, Apple and... Yeah. China, but I mean, there's not. I mean, I don't mean why I don't mean, they have iTunes. Why don't they have an equivalent? Well, first of all, they have very strict censorship rules. Yeah, but they must have a music industry there. They they do, but they know the rules. So, yeah, but the music industry must make indigenous music, and you think some indigenous <coughs> person would want to sell millions and millions of? They ha- they they they. Man, I just think that the culture enterprise. the culture doesn't really because on every street corner, you know, whatever popular song it would be, you'd be able to just get on a burn thing or whatever for. Three yawn or whatever it is, they just don't have that built into their. I mean, just like here, the piracy rate is huge. So imagine what it's like over there when they, they don't. Is have it exponentially the, bigger because the, there's more people, or because the, there's something about the Chinese? Well, they don't enforce the genes copyright law. They don't. Things. They don't. They don't. On you know, they don't. They don't enforce the law. There's no law against it. So. So you're not saying there's something inherently Chinese that makes you steal music? Well, uh, no, I'm not saying that. <laughs> not saying that. Steal dogs, maybe. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> so, moving along. <laughs> so, big in Peru. 
Who else are you working with? Remind me to tell everybody not to listen to this show. <laughs> <laughs> who else are you working with, Christian, who you like, musically? Uh, 100 Days, San Francisco group, um, uh, who I like a lot. I brought a song of theirs. And then uh, you, you had Ed Nesby on the show. Nesby Phipps. I like him a lot. Yeah, I Lo- like him. He's here, local rapper. Yeah, he's a local rap um, producer and artist. So we're going to listen to some of those. I wanted to, we'll get, I sort of wanted to talk about international stuff because, because Debbie, I see in your bio online that you're an, you're an international certified lactation. I am. What it's is the definition of being an, of internationally lactating? Um, <laughs> well, you have to know cultural and diversity and, and, and trends all over the world. It's not a uh, United States or Louisiana. It is an international board that certifies lactation consultants around the world. And it's a one-day um, exam in July. Every 10 years, we have to resit that exam. And um, so it's all over the world, not just... So I have to know cultural things. What do you have to know? What sort of things do you have to know about... Well, if there are um, nutrition, nutrition, for instance, different cultural trends in nutrition or um, certain things that prohibit women from eating meat. Well, no. I mean, like, well, yeah, that too. I mean, you have to know just pretty much all culturally sensitive... Um, impact on how you can handle a woman who, or help help her, not handle, <laughs> how you would help a woman <laughs> who m- may have some culturally different ideas about things. Or, or but why you would know. you need to know all this if you work here? In case you ever go to China? Well, no, no, no. We have, well, oh, in we, case Chinese we have, people come right. here. Right. I help women all every day from different backgrounds and cultural cultures. So you know, I have to know. What they are practicing, hmm. and if they're getting, uh, if they're a vegetarian, or if they're prohibitive from the things that we like, what you know, certain that? cultures may not breastfeed right away. They don't believe Which that that ones? first milk is clean milk. Which and ones don't do that? Well, uh, some Asian cultures don't breastfeed like right away. Not necessarily here anymore, but yeah, it's like we we need. To <laughs> I mean, there are just certain things that are different about different cultures with with childbirth in general. What's all the, over the biggest world. difference on breastfeeding from that we would find? I think Different. modesty is a big thing in some of these. Uh, well, with a lot of women, but modesty may well, be a different. that's a very interesting mm-hmm. question because it mm-hmm. used to be like no woman, I mean, 20, 30 years ago or so, mm-hmm. would be breastfeeding in public ever. And then we went through this phase where Everyone women was. was just doing it right in your face. Right. Because if and you didn't like nice it, there's something, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> right. And it was like a sort of a, almost a political right. statement. Where right, are right. we now with that? Um kind of back to a lot of people are offended when they see women breastfeeding in public and you feel like you need to cover up they as a matter of fact they have these cover-ups now that women are all into buying these they're called hooter hooter hiders and <laughs> how much is a hooter hider that's about 40 bucks you know i mean where do you get that online there's a lot of do well sell online them down there at the i don't sell them center? no i you don't, don't believe in I, the hooter well, hider it's not that i don't believe in it I, I mean there's a certain level that you know what this is what they're for breasts are on your body not just to look cute in a bikini they're there for a functioning gland of the body and for a reason. Well, what? Okay. Yeah, but I got to say this. I'm kind of modest. And well, no, I think modesty is a certain degree. You know, degree. men have their thing, that, but I don't want to see it waving out there all day long. No. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, but you know what? Most women, and you have to agree, most women. You have to agree. You okay. have to agree. she's have, my boss. You, you have must to. agree. Oh, okay. Well, you have to agree. No, 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 no. For the <laughs> most part, I'm going to say, because we're moms, I mean, we're, we're pretty we're not going to just throw it out there. Yeah. I mean, most breastfeeding yeah. mothers just don't feel comfortable right. to do that. And and I think for the most part, and if you are offended by that, I do think it may be your problem. Mm-hmm. 
I, I agree with that. What you know what else I wanted to ask? Not you, Grant, no, in particular. I'm just what? saying you, yes, I didn't, the general you. I understood you. that even though you did look at me rather uh, and pointed, sharply. Yeah. And I pointed I, at I tried you. to be, you know, And, not you know, I've angry. got this beautiful cartoon where this woman is sitting on a park bench and she's breastfeeding her baby and people are running around with their arms flailing and everything. And behind <laughs> them is a is a is like a Bourbon Street scene, right, you know, with right. strippers. And, mm-hmm. and everybody's worked up over this woman breastfeeding. But, yeah, good, you know. Wow, that's yeah, powerful. Yeah, but we've got Well, that's just an interesting question because it's, Two things. Trisha, do you want to say something first? I'm, no. Okay. What, what, is, um, what do people find offensive about it? And, and I guess a related question is, why do we find breasts to be so exciting? <laughs> I think in this country, they're, they're more sexual objects why? than functional. Yeah, but why? <clears throat> Did you ever hear the theory? Look at Americans in general. I don't know Did why. Did you ever hear the theory that uh, it's an evolutionary thing because back in I, I don't know how many t- tens of thousands of years ago before the missionary position you know it was all <laughs> okay. it was all how many drinks have we all had um, you've had two I'm I'm okay. so, so in other words to get that um, when they when they somehow when they made the switch to the missionary position they needed something that that looked like what they d- used to look at when they had sex oh you mean that when we were originally <clears throat> Animalistic. We had sex like dogs from behind. Yeah, and the, and and the, Where did and the you buttocks read this? Is it Reader's is, Digest? Is somehow, somehow, women that had developed bigger breasts got to their genes passed down more often because it looked like what was Wait, ingrained in the brain of the Neanderthal. you're on slippery ground now. First of all, the Chinese are stealing dogs, and now <laughs> no, but, now guys are like just a theory. It's not like my theory. Lo- There's a lot of theories out there. I mean, okay. Yeah. I mean, I could see even the theory. You know, this is you know closeness to mom, and then well, who knows? But you know, women and men. You know, I with I have two daughters, and you know, I don't know what the heck happened to women's lib, but what they're being exposed to about how they should dress and what they're to present to men as is the same as what men want to see you know so you struggle does that make any sense mm, no not probably much. did i just i've had okay. a couple of bloody no, no, marys no, no. no in other words that i think men look at women's breasts as sexual objects right yeah. and i think girls are being raised to, to prom- flaunt that yes well look Where, how much for, for a while mm, there when i was growing up right. it was like no we're smart people mm-hmm. you know they're and they they do have a purpose and it isn't just to entice a man blah well, blah somehow and, go, on. go ahead well i mean they do have other cultures in the world who when they find out like you know american culture and how we think of breasts and they're like you mean that's part of, like, that whole sexuality thing? Like, really? Like a man, what, like, pretends he's a baby? I don't, I don't understand so, that. I mean, this is other cultures so because they don't, they don't think of the breast. Not every culture sexualizes the breast. The breast. The that is breast. correct. It is so part of the, which the reproductive. Don't? Which ones don't? Which cultures don't? There's an international lactation. This is like your board certifying. Yes, yeah, there's a lot of pressure there. Yes. Choose one from column. Again, I'm going to say. Choose one from column A and one from column B. I'm going to say the ones who, for instance, um, don't cover up their breasts, um, who are okay. not Africa, mm-hmm. not yeah. so much like France, because they are definitely more, I guess, closely related to what we think about that. But I'm yeah, going to say Africa and and Asian cultures, places in, where they don't have lingerie, basically. and they <laughs> South Pacific, and they don't yeah. sell sexy bras. Right, they don't have Victoria's <laughs> Secret. No or, hooter or hiders. <laughs> and so it no was, hooters. I've so never been to a hooters. So but we've, made great women's, food. we've made women's breasts. <laughs> That's into what my boys ch- chicken say. Wings, yes. It's but not just because they feel good. 
What? Breasts. You mean to... To women. I mean, they feel good to you because they... <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm talking about, I'm talking about it being touched, that breasts feel good when they oh, touch that... To you, Sexually. I got you. I see what yeah, you're Yeah, I mean, they do feel good, right? Well, I mean, I think it's part of that getting to know you. <laughs> well, I mean, that's part... That's just really going down the wrong path. That's, <laughs> that's true, though. I mean, your breasts feel good when people touch them, right? I mean, everybody agrees with that. I think it's that. all part of the, the whole sexuality. I mean, it definitely well, is yes, part it of is. it. That's I mean, they're exactly developing when, our, when we go into puberty, and they're all part of that growing up, and that's the difference between a young girl and a woman is the size and the shape and the development of breast tissue. And so, yeah, I mean, it definitely is part of Does the size of your breasts have anything to do with the amount of milk that you can produce? No. Nothing. No. Well, not a hundred percent nothing, but for the most part, I've I've had women who look like they could feed lots of countries, and they can't <laughs> make any milk at all. So I, I don't think that it's it's a hundred percent ever on any of that. Is there a way to produce milk? I mean, to encourage the production of milk. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. supply and demand. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So that's the only way you can't eat something or change your diet. Well, there are some things we call them galactagogues, and they're herbs. And that's um, that have been used for what thousands they? of years. What are they? Fenugreek, blessed thistle, red raspberry, um, milk thistle. We have a lot of different galactagogues. How much do you use. have to take? Like you have to look in It's kind of a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. Back. To, is it in a pill form or they have liquid or what? tinctures and pills and teas? There are some teas out there. Galactagog is a good name for band. Galactagog. What are we there listening you, to oh, next? That is a good name. The Galactagogs. It's time for Producing. Sex You Now from 100 Days. <laughs> Who are these? San Francisco guys on a little tiny label. Um, whoops. I don't want to say the wrong thing. I think it's anti-pop, but I'll d- we'll double check. We'll back sell that again. Okay. And a lead singer named Colin. Nice guys. I like their sound. And... Um, Doing some some music legal stuff for them, contracts and well, they've got like something that. going on. That's yeah, a good sign. starting to get some things going on. They're called a hundred days. Hundred days, like Napoleon's hundred days, I guess.
The 100 Days. The 100 Days. Not 100 Days. The 100 Days. The 100 Days. days. Wasn't Napoleon's thing called you. The 100 Days? Of I have no clue about that. Do you guys know anything about that? Do you have any no, sort of education? He came back from uh, that island or whatever when he was the kicked days. off. And then he came back and then there was like 100 Days before the new king came in. Or Did something. they tell you this, the guys in the band? Or? No, I'm just guessing. Could be 100 Days about anything, I suppose. But uh, um, that okay. that song just um, got selected for the new. You ever played that game Tap Tap? Tap Tap Revenge. It's a, it's a mobile game mm-hmm. that yeah. you, it's like guitar mm-hmm. hero kind of where you tap along to the oh, beat. Okay. Gotcha. And uh, my friend chose that song for the new game. Uh-huh. So that's so, give these guys uh, a lot of exposure. Sort of, so that'll give them a lot. I think they have 17 nice. million users of that game that will get the song. So, so this could be a big break for them. And I wanted to play that because my friend is who's runs the game she likes it so that's, her that's for her it's a good song so um, it was it's so, like the December so these, go, these guys song go on Trish it's I okay. was just going to say that Decemberists were interviewed um, on another station another station another station you listen to another, another station <laughs> but anyway and, 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 and they, they were talking one. about their um, they are very much influenced by Edwardian and Victorian history to write their lyrics I don't know if you heard their lyrics they're really um, pretty profound and dark yeah. they're good they're, they're they don't have things band. like I want to sex you in them? No. What no. does that mean? That's a song it's about more like, like I want to kill you. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> so that's these people are involved in sort of just like taking animals and just, you know, drafting horses and cows, sexing them? I'm, I'm not, it, I'm not or speaking or anymore on this or show. Or is this a song about... <laughs> Catherine the Great. <laughs> but so, it sounded, um, you said during the while where that song was playing, it sounded like David Bowie. I thought there were some um, of the the music sounded like David Bowie. I don't know that their voices did, but um, definitely there were there was a sound in the music. I thought that remi- was reminiscent of. It had a uh, retro feel to it. Yeah. Is that something that people like to hear? In the one hundred days, you know, these days like I think it's it's gotten. There's so much good music out there. It's just really what's per, you know personal thing. I think everybody's and kids listen to all kinds of different stuff. Kids are more open what? today than we yes. were. They are. They like everything. It's good. They listen to music I used to listen to. Yeah. My kids do. Yeah. I um, mean, it's interesting between my two children. One of them is very much into pop, and the other one is into alternative. And, I, you know, I don't know why. They have such different tastes, but they do. And it's Something I mean, to do with the way they're brought up? Yeah, I guess. Breastfeeding? How old were they? <laughs> and and a music they, teacher. How long did you breastfeed them for? And their music <laughs> teacher, exactly. God. Can you remember? No, I was awful because um, oh, I had trouble. Awful. I had trouble. You weren't uh, awful. Well, well, Don't. this was the thing. I was married to a doctor, and I was considered awful because I was having a lot of problems, and I couldn't. Um, I did. I did that whole pumping thing, and when you said about feeling like Stortured. this connection, yeah. I did not. I felt mm-hmm. like a cow, just like you said. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and then I, it was great. I had a, a, uh, my OB said, I have had seven children, and she breastfed the first two and at the same ho- he was an OB at the same hospital my um, ex-husband um, was working at and he um, said you know all of them are equally I mean sorry Debbie but all of no, them are no, equally no. healthy and if it's not working for you it's worse for you to do it and um, have this disconnect with your child and your child to be miserable and you both to be crying than if you do whatever mm. it is to make it easier. You're absolutely right. And I see stressful. women who make themselves absolutely crazy, crazy for guilt of this. And it is not right. And you can't enjoy your baby right. and, and you're being a mother Yeah, if you're, so, if you're doing all that. So the that. parenting center is a place to go if you've had a baby still. The, the experience you went through, Trish, is still, still valid. From but if birth you've had a, through adolescence. 
we we take we do parenting you're classes you're and we're parent educators. Parents. Uh-huh. And you're right here in New Orleans. On we are. We're right where, here. We've been here over. You? We've been here over 30 years. And where is your office? It's at 938 Calhoun. It's just right there, not far from. Uh, we we're open up into the uh, Ottoman Park, our back door. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, Debbie, thank you so Thanks. much for joining us. We've got Enjoyed a link to it. your information on our website as well. It's neworleans.com. Thank you. And, and uh, if anyone wants to get in touch with you, they can get in touch with you through there. Trish Kaufman, thank you so much. You're welcome. For coming for down here me. when working. Working twice, working as a producer and a guest. <gasps> and the same with you, Christian Unruh. Also known, of course, we didn't even get onto the whole Christian West story. Well, yeah, know, you, we you talked about the Zephyr, yeah. Yeah, we but we didn't really talk about criticism in case you just, uh, you know, didn't know this. Christian West and Christian Unruh are the same person. Why did you change your name to Christian you know, West, You it's, know, it's so, because it's so, Unruh is just not, I don't know, it's just such a weird name to have to say on the radio all the time. Yeah. I, I mean, I sometimes can't say it right, so. <laughs> your own name? Plus, I think that somebody said you sort of have to have a, a radio like radio. a handle, right. an air handle. <laughs> Back then. Back then. I, I don't think anyone don't does know. that. I don't know if they still do that. I, th- I think they do, yeah. That's why all the radio names are always so simple, like the last names. They're always like, Jack you know, Steve. one, yeah, one, yeah. one syllable. Right. Well, okay, Christian West, a.k.a. Christian Unruh, thank you so much for joining us here. As well, our producers, as well as Trish Kaufman, is Melinda Hawes. Our executive producer is Tanya Castellanos. Mitch Cry is our technical director. And our musical director is none other than Christian Unruh slash West. Our web designer and link to the real world is Cliff Brigden. The theme song for Happy Hour was written and is being played by Mitch Foreman. If you'd like to be on our show, you can join us. Drop us a line at itsneworleans at gmail.com. Our show is recorded live at the Columns Hotel at 3811 St. Charles Avenue. A great place to come and have a cocktail if you're already here and a great place to come and stay if you're on the way to New Orleans. You can check out our other happy hour shows as well as our other shows, including Out to Lunch with Peter Raschuti and Kathy Finn, which is recorded live at Commander's Palace Restaurant. And coming soon, our brand new show, Mindset, with psychiatrist Dr. Nick Pajic. You can keep up with us by liking it us on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter and you can subscribe to all our podcasts on iTunes. Happy Hour is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com. Until we meet next time here at the Collins Hotel on Happy Hour, thanks for joining us. I'm Grant Morris.